We're not going back to the way we were 100% or probably even close. Welcome to this episode of Open Up Digitals. And this episode, we'll be talking to Dion Hinchcliffe. The way in which we work is changing rapidly because of the digitalization of our workplace and the new technological possibilities. And of course, because of the corona, everything has accelerated. Now, how should companies deal with that? And how can employees stay connected with the company and stay involved? And how can we do things differently or maybe even better? And what can we learn for the future? So today we're talking with Dion Hinchcliffe. He's the Vice President and Senior Analyst of Constellation Research in Washington, DC. He's an internationally recognized thought leader on digital transformation, a frequent keynote speaker, and a best-selling author of two books on the intersection of technology and business. Welcome to you, Dion. Thank you very much for joining us. No, great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, we're happy to have you. We've been talking about the future uh, of work, uh, about the changes in the way that we collaborate and communicate, even consummate. And until recently, this was mainly about the digitization. And of course, the corona has had a great influence on that. Are there things that you see, uh, are aware of, that are changing rapidly because of this corona? Well, I mean, uh, I think you can safely say that we've seen the mass digital transformation of work globally faster than any one of us would have thought possible, right? In a matter of weeks, you know, you had hundreds of millions of people around the world moving into their homes to do their work. Uh, and now you had the, the CEOs of major corporations who had to lead their organization entirely through a Wi-Fi connection, for example. These are big changes. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've seen that now that work is almost entirely a digital experience. And that's, you know, that's the, where it was all headed, but it was taking years and years and years. Uh, and now it's not been achieved perfectly, of course. We had to do it very quickly, but it's essentially happened. So it's the, the biggest shift in work uh, during our lifetimes. Uh, I, I, you know, it's not clear to me that everyone knows how, how significant all of this is. Um, and we're learning so much now. Um, the, the tools themselves are changing so rapidly. You know, you see, you know, uh, platforms like Microsoft Teams are adding new things practically every week because we're learning so much about how people are uh, working differently from home. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's the real migration that we've seen is this, you know, the, the real digital transformation of work is upon us and we're still going through it. It's going to happen as long as we're in, you know, in, in lockdown um, and it will likely continue forever onward. We're not going back to the way we were hundred percent or probably even close. So, you know, that's, that's what's happened. Yeah. So we've changed really rapidly under great pressure, of course, and we did not do it in a, in a perfect way, but at least we're doing it. Uh, but there's a pressure also on companies to adapt to this digital future, of course, and uh, to change and to grow. And they're looking actually for help to start and, and to, to speed up this process. Now you've been talking about four strategic frameworks. For the digital transformation, can you tell the viewers a little bit more about this, uh, about these four strategic uh, frameworks, and how Corona maybe has given new insights on those frameworks? Sure, and the frameworks themselves can easily be found in Google if you type in four digital transformation frameworks. 
uh, and so you can find them. Um, but they all have the same pattern at the, the core that uh, change is very hard to drive from one single part of your organization, right? So, you know, a small uh, digital team or even a, an IT department or even HR has a hard time changing a huge organization. And so change programs that, are, that, that aren't decentralized, that, that don't involve everyone who's, who's um, interested and motivated in driving change, um, uh, just move slowly. They don't change very effectively or they only change parts of the organization. So um, the frameworks that I have all describe how we take the change agents in the organization, the people who want to build a new world, who are willing and able uh, to, to invest the time and the resources in their local part of the organization to drive change and how to connect them with the resources and the knowledge and the know-how and the best practices and the lessons learned uh, that the organization has had so far, right? And uh, to give them a toolkit, a resource toolkit for change in their part of the organization that's been built and proven um, from that central point. So leadership is still really important, but both top down and bottom up, and you want to tap into that, uh, and then you want to unleash it. Uh, and so um, the, the, those frameworks really focus on how to do that, how to build that, that distributed community that can drive a thousand points of change inside your organization. Um, along the way, you also have to um, expect unintended consequences and, and take advantage of them. Most planned change has a fixed outcome that, that you're aiming for. But when you create distributed change, you get many unexpected things that you didn't know uh, were coming. And some of them are amazing, right? So when I see distributed change programs that, that, that they scale better and they they reach out and, and drive change far more effectively and thoroughly. Uh, they create these unexpected innovations. And then you want to find those and the really uh, the breakthroughs, you want to make sure that you're spreading them across the organization, that you're scaling them up to the size of your business. Uh, and so the frameworks uh, show you how to do all of those things. Okay. And that it's, by the way, a journey, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? It's not something that you're, you're never done, right? You're just going to keep doing that. A lifelong learning process, actually. Yeah. Think, uh, yep. yeah. So, so we've been talking about the distributed uh, way of, of companies' work. Um, because of this technology and because of the corona, everybody's now, of course, working from their homes. And it's very hard for companies that really struggle with keeping their employees happy to keep them involved and uh, to see that their experience, uh, their, their employee experience is actually um, very good. Um, so they're looking for tools or apps or other ways to to reach out. Do you have any tips for us on apps or other ways to, to keep everybody happy and to keep them on board? Yeah, sure. So the problem with uh, distributed work is that everyone is in their, in their work silo. They're in their homes. There's no way to stand up and see other people or to, to pop into somebody's office uh, or to hold an impromptu meeting or to talk in the break room. Uh, and so there's a lot of connection that's lost. A lot of information flow is now not there. And you don't have this awareness of the organization. So um, I'll answer that in two ways. First, tactically, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, of applications for, uh, that will allow you to surface situational awareness, right? So one of my favorite is something called Status Hero. And it allows, it's a, it's a dashboard that allows people to see what everyone else is working on. What are they working on? What did they just finish? What projects did they just get completed? What customers just said that they were thrilled with what you know, they just received? Uh, so it provides an automation, but it actually collects it from existing tools. So it's not extra work to do. 
Status Hero can plug into a lot of your existing applications, pull out what people are doing, what they've accomplished, and then publish, publicize it so that leaders know what's going on, workers on the ground feel like they're part of a big machine again. Um, so you really want to have these situational awareness tools. Status Hero is just one, but it's one that's, that's quite popular. Okay. Uh, and another one is uh, something called Work Coordination Platforms. Um, and they uh, are a semi-structured collaboration tool that allows uh, an organization to create a living and visible process uh, that people know what's going on. They know what they're supposed to be doing very clearly. Uh, everyone knows the status of what's going on. Uh, and it's great for organizing projects and, and running them. It's good for operations teams. Uh, it's good for people in sales and marketing who are working on big activities to, to structure them a little bit and then see what everybody's doing. And it's become a, you know, a large industry. I'm going to be doing a lot more coverage of it. So, the, so tactically, there's a lot of these great new types of applications. Um, strategically, we need more um, global uh, communications and collaboration. So things like enterprise social networks and online communities allow the entire organization to get wired together and see uh, what everybody's doing, uh, to, for everyone to get a voice, for leaders to be more open and transparent. Uh, and it's a very strategic way of connecting the organization so that everybody's working like kind of a, a, a big, you know, um, you know, a, a B colony where everyone can be seen uh, and, and is visible. Everyone has a voice um, and, and you can collaborate and it scales very well. You know, a thousand people can work on a project in these, in these uh, very effectively. Um, and so we want to see that, that kind of new digital working because email and video calls are very fatiguing. They don't scale well. You know, you can't do, you know, you can't do a video calls with large, you know, hundreds of people. You don't want to, and you actually can, but you don't want to. Uh, and the same thing with email. You can, but you don't want to. Uh, but these tools are designed for that sort of, that, that mass transparency, visibility, mass collaboration. So that's what we re would really like to see. Um, and then the last two pieces are we're seeing two tracks to developing to create a more mature employee experience. One is to create a center of gravity where you don't have to switch between, you know, 40 communications and collaborations tools and 40 productivity tools and 40 um, uh, line of business applications. They all work from one place. So, you know, things, applications like Microsoft Teams and Slack have hundreds of integrations for all the most popular applications, give you one place to work. It creates a simpler, more streamlined uh, employee experience because it's all digital now. So we need to have this more streamlined and, and, more, and less, um, have less friction in it. Uh, and then the other one is people, uh, we see organizations uh, broadly, and I actually do this a lot myself, designing employee experiences for high value moments, things like sales operations, project management, uh, or uh, HR issues like you know, planning maternity leave and handing all your work over, things like that. We're, we're seeing much more design end-to-end -end employee experiences. It's also actually learning on the fly and getting better and, and improving yeah. every day, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see it happening. Yeah. Well you, well, you mentioned it, it should be easy to use. It should be transparent. Uh, people should be able to uh, communicate, of course, and, 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 and get heard. Now, you also said that people are the most important building blocks in, the, in creating a digital organization. Now, we've talked about the apps and the tools, but what can people themselves do in order to change their behavior or to, to, to create a workplace where they feel more comfortable, more at home? And what skills do they need to, to adapt more? And how can leaders help them with that? Sure. Uh, well, so first of all, work is about people and, and teamwork is about more than one person working together. And that's what most businesses are, is, is, is teams of teams. And so it has to be all about the people. 
but uh, now we're all in this digital medium. Um, and it has, it works a little differently. It has a lot more power, right? So when you work with a much more powerful tool, you have to be aware of what it can do, right? Um, and, and how it can help you. Um, and, and also that you have responsibilities. Uh, information can get out much more easily in these digital environments. So you have to keep your customers' data safe and things like that. So you have responsibilities when you have a lot more power too. But there's really simple things. Um, one, um, with digital environments, uh, we can collaborate much more easily than we ever have before. We can build a team from around the world of a bunch of people who have never really worked together and, be, and suddenly become very effective in the very short amount of time. And we can, have, we can add video to that and unstructured uh, communication and collaboration documents to that. And we can come together and get something done and build it together easier than we ever have before. And so there's some foundational skills to do that. Uh, one, one, because we're so distributed, we need to make sure we have transparency uh, and we need to share. So techniques like working out loud, that's one of the foundational digital skills that every worker should know. Uh, and it's very simple. It's just, it's just lightly narrating what you're doing, right? Sharing the documents, work in progress. And your stakeholders will come from all over the network, all over your organization, all over the world. And if they feel like they're affected by that work, they're going to help you, right? They're going to they're gonna give you ideas. They're going to give you suggestions. Um, these are very powerful new collaborative ways of working, and they're very emergent. Instead of, you know, trying to plan everyone who needs to be in a project space, uh, if you work more openly in these environments, if you work out loud, everyone who really does need to be involved will come around. Um, and those are the types of new working models that naturally happen in digital networks if you let them. And you don't use closed off environments. Email is a very outdated tool because it assumes we have perfect foreknowledge of who should be involved in a collaboration. These new tools don't assume anybody. They, they let anybody who, who, who any self-interested party come and help, right? So it's a very different way of working. Um, we also have to set aside time for learning because if we're not continuously learning, we're continuously falling behind. Right? The world is changing at an exponential pace right now. So leaders need to give workers the time to learn. They need to give them the tools to learn. Digital learning is at an all-time and What you can do with digital learning today is tremendous, but most workers are underserved. They're not being given these powerful new tools for, for, for literally remaking themselves, right? Uh, transforming themselves into much more effective workers with many more skills, uh, very multidisciplinary, very transdisciplinary. Um, we're seeing it more like uh, platforms like Coursera are making it possible. We're seeing organizations um, bringing in these, these massively open um, learning environments and people are getting degrees and they're getting proven skills, they're doing experiential learning, um, yeah, but it's very uneven. We're seeing a lot of organizations are just so impacted by coronavirus, they're not reacting, they're not saying, look, we've changed so much, we need to help you change. We've changed your work environment, we've changed your tools, but we haven't helped you change, um, and that has to be addressed. Um, and I think the final piece, you know, just to, to round out three key items is, um, we need time for, uh, and tools for what's called sense-making. Uh, we have so much information pouring upon us and so many activities that we do. We do much more every day than we ever have in the past because tool, digital tools enable us to work quickly. And we don't have time to make sense of it all, to build our own uh, knowledge and our own frameworks and our own ability to sort through what does all of this mean. Um, and so we need to set aside time for that. You know, that's a, that's a five or 10% uh, of a worker's time, but they need to be given the tools to gather all this information and organize it so that they have access to it. 
um, and just have that their own personal knowledge management. So those, those three things alone, if we did that, we would be in much better shape. Okay, yeah. So they should change actually their behavior to more open and willingness to, to share everything. And yeah. again, keep learning. That's one of the things you, you're talking about indeed. Um, now, this is about the, the, the employees. Now, you've also wrote an article at ZDNet about the changing role of the CIO, the Chief Information Officer. And this role is undergoing an, an immense change and shift uh, at, the, at the moment, of course. Uh, innovation, business leadership and ability to drive change at scale are now very important. Can you explain the role of the CIO? How is that changing now and how could they catch up? So the uh, chief information officer used to be uh, a role where it was really involved in, in keeping the lights on on the digital side of the business, keeping all the IT systems operational um, and supporting users. Uh, but now digital has become the business, right? So um, every company is becoming a tech company. And so we see that the role of the chief uh, information officer is now the chief innovation officer and is much more involved in building the new parts of the business where IT has gone from being a cost center to a, you know, a, a, what we call a P&L, profit and loss center. It's, it is the business, right? Uh, now we're, we're selling these services. Um, how we deliver customer experience is how we make money, right? So the, uh, the, chief, the CIO, um, uh, just as, as they were getting their role is becoming much more central to the business itself, they're losing control of IT because it's moving out to the cloud. Uh, shadow IT, I mean, I mean, unsanctioned IT, not approved by the CIO, is almost one half of IT in most organizations, in the average organization. It's usually not mission critical systems, it's things on the edge, uh, applications on the edge. Uh, but we're seeing that most tech spend now in a company, just over a majority is now outside the CIO. So they're now becoming an influencer more than, uh, than the person who directs uh, technology across the organization. The biggest power they, they need to cultivate now is the ability to guide all of these other parts of the organization that are using technology. The marketing budget for digital is almost as big as the IT budget today, right? We're yeah. seeing operations buying lots of technology. We're seeing the supply chain spending lots of their budget on, uh, on technology. Um, and the chief customer officer and the chief data officer are also uh, you know, creating um, large uh, marketing environments. Actually, Coca-Cola has, has now has a new um, CIO role in the marketing team. They have the CIO of marketing. The marketing budget got so big that they have their own CIO just for marketing. So, yeah. so uh, the, only, the only way that a global CIO can, can influence this is by having the best ideas. Yeah. That, is, that is the only way you can drive influence is saying, yeah, you have, what you're doing is good here, but here's the best way we can do this as an organization. Thank and you. so now it's about having the superior ideas and, and winning there. Yeah, so big shift indeed from, yeah. from a separate role to a more controlling role with more CE, uh, CIOs indeed in the company. Um, for the better part of two decades, you have been screwing conventional business uh, wisdom and transforming complex ideas into practical approaches. Now, as a last question, I would like to ask you, do you have anything that the people can put to work immediately? Do you have any advice on what happened with COVID this period that people can put into use tomorrow? Uh, yeah, so... Um... So, uh, so I would say that the organizations that, that need to do something today uh, need, need to split basically into two tracks. You need to create a, what I call the survival team. And uh, that's a, a matrix part of your organization. It takes the best ideas and say, how can we uh, keep going as long as possible until things go back, things improve, 
right? So you need the survival team. And then the other team you need is the revitalization team, which is what are we going to do after this is over? Because it's going to be a different world, right? Uh, and there's going to be people merging and acquiring companies that are, that are all, most organizations are, are very unhealthy financially. Many won't survive. There's going to be sharks in the water. So you need to find a way of, of, of have advanced planning now. What are you going to do when things get better? And then, but in the meantime, you have to have that survival team that says, how can we automate our business better? Um, how can we do talent differently so that it's more on demand? Um, uh, you know, we see a big rise in the gig economy. So I think you need to have those two capabilities to put your best talent on deck to survive right now for as long as possible, while you also have another team figuring out what you're going to do to come back. Uh, to grow and re get revitalized again. Those are the most important things I think we need to do right now. Well, I think that's a very good advice indeed to take care of the emergency right now and also have the longer picture in your, uh, in your mind to see what happens in the future. Thank you very much, Dion, for talking uh, to us. It was a great pleasure to listen, uh, listen to you. Thank you very much.